I came from a low-income family that was, that was struggling. You see how hard life can get. GCE became a part of my life because I don't want my family to fall back into that. I never thought education would take me this far. I'm still young. I still have a lot to do in my life and just want to get things done the way I want with a good education under me. I'm Stacy, and Grand Canyon University helped me find my purpose. Welcome to Commando On Demand, a podcast that provides in-depth insight on the ever-changing technology landscape by talking to tech industry movers and shakers and the impact they have on our daily lives. This is one of our favorite podcasts, in case you missed it, and new Commando On Demand podcasts come out every Tuesday and Thursday. And to make it easy, don't forget to subscribe to Commando On Demand so you can get the latest episode downloaded straight to your device as they come out. When I say millennials, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Okay, it's the younger generation. Are they digital wizards? Maybe you thought non-traditional. Maybe lazy or narcissistic was the first thing you thought of. Please go away. Let me sleep for the love of God. Now, whatever you think of them or what you want to call them, they're totally changing the workforce and the way that companies operate. In the business world here in the United States, it's the fastest growing generation. Now, they're also known as Generation Y, or Echo Boomers. This group was born in the early 1980s, all through the early 2000s. They're, for the most part, children of older Gen Xers and baby boomers. Millennials basically fall into two categories. One group is more traditional. They're career-minded. They want to make money. They want to have power at work. Let's get started. We have much work to do. The other group you probably heard more often about they still live at home. And they are not really interested in making their mark in the world. They really want to travel the world and have fun. Sounds like a party, baby. Ooh, yeah. Like some other generations, millennials have experienced high unemployment levels due to the Great Recession. And as a result, it's kind of cast some doubt on this bright economic future, and it changed the millennials' attitudes about the workforce. Trust me, this group of young people have a set of demands and it's nothing like previous generations. I know this firsthand. I employ, and I have employed, a ton of millennials. I'm America's digital pro, Kim Commando, and in this Commando On Demand podcast, we're going to tell you what millennials consider the ideal work environment and how technology is giving them the ability to almost call the shots and how employers, yes, that includes me, were being urged to conform. This month, almost 1.9 million college graduates are entering the United States job market. They're looking for their first job after college. But not everyone's looking. Unlike previous generations, millennials are entering the workforce a little later in life. And when they do, this group just isn't satisfied with collecting a paycheck. They truly want a lot more. One survey shows the ability to telecommute is important, along with they want unlimited vacation no performance reviews at all, and they want some gym memberships and professional career counseling along the way too. If you could wash their car and get their clothes dry cleaned, huh, that's a slam dunk. This is everything I've ever wanted! Millennials also want to be part of a team and not treated only as an individual. They don't like performance reviews. Okay, who does? And they want flexibility to work really when they want to work. And they want mobility to shift careers maybe sometimes not even within the same industry or company. 
Researchers at Florida International University found that it's important for millennials to do work that's meaningful and also creative. And they also want instant positive feedback. When it comes to training, research also shows they relate best to YouTube as a way to learn. They'd rather text, email, and use social media to communicate. Then they might make a phone call and finally, as a last resort, have an in-person conversation. Hi, this is Jonathan Weber, and I'm senior counsel with a global 300 technology company on digital deals and technology innovations robotics, artificial intelligence, and changes in the enterprise workforce. While Jonathan isn't seeing all of these millennial traits at his company, he's definitely finding quite a few of them and watching how this group is shifting the workforce and the way that companies do business. Well, they're, they're changing it in a significant way, and especially for those companies that are embracing the change. We can start with a couple of, of, I think, key statistics, and that is by 2020, there will be 86 million millennials in the workplace, and 40% of the total workplace population will be millennials. So any changes that are being brought by millennials are significant and need to be factored in through changes in enterprises and how companies recruit people and uh, do their work. According to Jonathan, he says that millennials are looking for three key factors in the workplace. Flexibility is, I I would say, the most critical. If you think about the way that um, people, and especially uh, people who are very connected, do things nowadays from watching movies to their banking to even hanging out with friends, these are things that people do now. They're not places you go. The workplace doesn't need to be a place that you go. Work is instead something that you do. So the focus for millennials is on output rather than nine to five at a particular place in an office. In this day and age of telecommuting, it's no surprise that number two on the list is mobility. But the definition goes far beyond just working from home. Mobility in the fact that People work from their devices now, whether it's a laptop, a smartphone, whatever else it is, and people are on the move. And they want to be able to to move around. And because of that, when you, again, bring that into the workplace, people want the ability, they understand that they're likely going to shift careers or shift jobs throughout their career. And they want the ability to, and the opportunity to be able to shift careers, hopefully within the same organization. And finally, the third factor that millennials want in the workforce is something called interconnectedness. This is not the same as work-life balance, but people realize today that your work and your life is completely interconnected. You can't disentangle those. So people are not looking necessarily for balance. They want the company that they're working for to invest in them. So constant development, uh, constant training in, in relevant skills, the ability to develop as a leader. So this is a significant shift, I think, for especially large enterprises. What about unlimited vacations? No bosses? Is all this realistic? You've seen a lot of companies, especially technology companies, but others, 
go to those things such as unlimited unlimited vacations and they sort of bake those into people's compensation package. Now, I think those are fringe benefits. The idea of no boss. It's the idea of no boss in the traditional sense. People want to work and need to work in a much more collaborative fashion. Millennials want help and training in a job so they can develop their skills. But they also want it to be more of a mentoring type of way where the mentor is acting as a project leader, not necessarily as a boss. Because the idea is to be a little more fluid and to be able to move around within your organization. Skills continue to develop. You can apply those where there's a need throughout your organization. So millennials that way can show their value as leaders and show their value in areas that are outside a specific defined role or a defined task that's overseen by a specific boss. As a Gen Xer, this is definitely a different set of expectations than what I had when I entered the workforce. Uh, Coming up, we're going to tell you how technology is influencing millennials and why many employers are totally jumping on board to please them. I don't know about you, but when I entered the workforce, had my first job, I definitely was not calling the shots. I had to adapt to the workplace, and I did what the company asked. Well, first it was IBM, and then AT&T and Unisys. I would have never thought to ask my bosses to work from home or for unlimited vacation time. My generation and the baby boomers conform to the work environment instead of the other way around. So what's different about today? I think one is that millennials have grown up at at a time where they have seen a lot of significant change, especially with technology, and have seen how that has affected work in traditional jobs, large companies and corporations. The Great Recession, they, they saw what happened to millions upon millions of people that had dedicated their lives to a specific role at a company. Saw what happened and decided, you know what, we don't want that to happen to us. Again, going back to the key factor of interconnectedness, Jonathan says millennials want more of a purpose in life. I think that could be said for all of us. In today's world, though, it's pretty tough to separate that from work. So with this younger generation, if they need a purpose in life, they need also some purpose in their work. And since technology is changing so rapidly, companies who want to keep pace need to find people with the relevant skills. If you're static with your skill set, you will become irrelevant very quickly. So millennials see this as a way for them to totally call the shots just a little bit more. Another thing, artificial intelligence is replacing many jobs. So skills that companies are needing of workers, they're shifting. Employers are needing people with new and emerging skills, and they need to get those skilled workers up to speed quickly. And millennials, they know this, and they're using it to their advantage by making these demands. So this means that CEOs and companies need to jump on board and recognize this change, since it's only really going to benefit them. If you're a company with a stubborn attitude and you refuse to adapt to these millennial demands, it's not going to help your business very much. 
You're not going to be able to grow. You're not going to be able to hire them. I think millennials get a bad rap in that sense. And we're speaking in generalities here, but I think you get a bad, you know, people get a bad rap. It is the idea of people recognizing they're important in life and the companies that they are going to potentially work for. And they want and expect the companies to recognize that value in them as well. As people to develop their skills and give them opportunities. Again, while Gen Xers didn't make workplace demands, technology is making it possible for millennials to do it since there are so many different options right now. For example, telecommuting is super easy because of computers, the internet, and of course, social media. I work for a very large global organization. And on a daily basis, I speak to people all over the world. They're speaking to me, we're on video, and I don't know where those people um, are sitting, whether they're in their house or whether they're in our company's office. Um, I don't know if they're in their necessarily their home location by their home office or traveling somewhere else in the world. And does it really matter? Like Jonathan says, why should it matter as long as employees are accessible, they're collaborative, they're getting the job done. They're making sure whatever they've been tasked to do, that the output is good, and it also exceeds the expectations of their employer and clients. That, along with the technology platforms we use to communicate, it can actually be a win-win. Beyond that, the traditional boundaries really make no difference. And if I need a, peop- a person with a particular skill set, it, to me, it really does not matter whether they are in the UK or Paris or again, or Detroit or Miami. Um, I need that skill set. It should not matter where they are. We have the technology, we have the platforms now to enable that. As far as changes in the next five to 10 years, Jonathan doesn't think the pace will be as quick as people might think it might be. The changes in technology, especially with automation and artificial intelligence, that in, I think that the big area of focus over the next couple of years is going to have to be in upskilling and reskilling, in training to have relevant skills in digital marketplace. So I think we're going to see a, a huge shift towards training and learning in the non-traditional sense. And when you add all this together, we're going to start seeing a breakdown of traditional hierarchies. We're going to try to be matching work skills and the right people, no matter where they're located and uh, irrespective of what their roles and their titles are. Much more fluid, less hierarchical, heavy, heavy emphasis on training, retraining and upskilling. So if there are all these changes with this generation, can you imagine what it's going to be like with the generation after the millennials? These are the kids right now that are hanging out on Instagram and Snapchat. Everything's totally at their disposal. In case you're wondering, they're being called iGen or Gen Z. Some experts are predicting that this group is going to end up doing the jobs that the millennials didn't want to do. And it looks like they're going to have a better work ethic. And this could mean some stiff competition for millennials, especially those still living at home who haven't entered the workforce. As for me, I've learned some things from the millennials. I've learned to take it easy, not be so much in control. 
take some more breaks, laugh a little bit more. But if you think I'm going to give it all up, as some millennials in my family announced to me last night, that's right, they're leaving their jobs, and they're taking their kids and going in their 1988 Toyota down the Pan-American Highway to Patagonia. That's not me. Thanks for listening to this Commando On Demand podcast. If you like what you hear, be sure to share this information with your family members and friends. My podcasts are available on iTunes and in the Google Play Store. But the best way to listen is to get them in the free commando.com app. Just search for Commando in iTunes or Google Play. Oh, and by the way, would you like to watch my show live or maybe on demand on your schedule? You can if you're a Kim's Club member. Learn more at club.commando.com. And also, as a Kim's Club member, you can even come by and be my guest in the studio next time you're in Phoenix. And to listen to my show wherever you may be all across America, go to commando.com slash radio. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.